I want to welcome you for being with us today. Those of you that have been following us and studying, uh, when we began our study, we actually finished study number 19 last week on Thursday. Today would have been study number 20, which basically is just a self-study, a review of what you have heard, of what you have studied, what you have memorized, what you have understood. Uh, therefore, I'm not going to do the, this study, study number 20, for those of you that have been following on since the beginning. You can do that on your own. What I do just want to mention today for those of you that have been with us uh, for the past 30 years or more at the church, we have already talked, we've explained, and we've already covered some of the material concerning the thought that I'm bringing today, and it's a simple one, and basically is, you know, how God makes us into what we are. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 17 and 18, it says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and we're transformed, we're changed into His image from glory to glory as we implement certain things in our life if we follow through with certain things feeding on God's word on a daily basis meditating on that word putting it into action letting it be a lamp and a light unto your pathway and your feet allowing the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to enlarge and broaden your horizons uh, even as the the prayer of Jabaz, where he wanted the borders of his life ex expanded, extended, uh, that God would bless him in such a way that he could be a blessing to others. And I would imagine that that would be one thing that you would desire on your own also, that you could be a blessing to others. If your heart is one of servitude, one of love, one of humility, one of dedication unto the Lord Jesus then you want to be able to bless others with what God has done in your life. And you be a channel, a vehicle through which He will flow His blessing and touch up to whatever He wants in this world. He can take the little what's most insignificant in this earth and make it into something glorious for Himself. The scripture says that He takes the beggar out of the dust and He takes the poor man out of the dunghill, and he makes him to sit with the kings of his people, according to the book of 1 Samuel. So there are things that God can do that are beyond our ability to think them, but God has already planned them out for your life. If we were to imagine where we are now and have thought of that 20 or 30 years ago, you would go, wow, this is much more different than I expected. Or this is a realization of a dream beyond my expectations. But nonetheless, the scripture does say that to as many as received him, John chapter 1 verse 12, to as many as received him, gave he them the power, that is the exousia, the authority to become sons of God. So, we can be born again by making Jesus our Lord, confessing Him, uh, confessing our sins, and and the blood of Jesus being applied, and this transformation takes place. But 
We're only a baby at that state. We have yet to grow. And as we grow, we're going to go through a process. There's going to be different levels. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to affect us, a lot of things that are going to change us, a lot of things that are going to transform us. And for some, it's going to be for the better. For others, it's going to be for the worst. And in the process of being transformed, we come to a realization that as we go from one level to another level to another level, the things of this life begin to change. The milk that once belonged to a baby, that that is developing and growing during his young years, is no longer essential for someone that is in adulthood. Now he can actually partake of other different foods and other different things. His body can tolerate much more things. In the same way, in the spiritual world, we as Christians, as we are growing, we're developing, and as we're developing certain processes in our spiritual life and our spiritual walk must be not only discernible, but must be attainable in our life. Here's what Paul had to say in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. See, he begins, he's crucified with Christ, talking about the old man, the, the man of sin, the man that had the nature of Adam and the nature of Satan in him. That man has been crucified. When Christ went to the cross, that man went with him. And he's supposed to stay there. The sin nature is no longer supposed to have dominion over you. Well, the scripture goes on to say, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I but Christ liveth in me. So now Paul is making a me and an I. He's talking about his physical body, and he's talking about his spiritual body. He's talking about the man that lives inside the physical body. The physical body being a life that is lived out, that eventually will perish, and eventually the body will decay, it'll become corruptible, and it'll go back to dust. But the spirit man, which had been born again or recreated in Christ Jesus, that man, he is different. He needs to be fed by the word of God, not by regular milk. He needs to be fed the right kind of food, not junk food like people eat and then their bodies begin to break down. You don't want your spirit man to be breaking down by eating junk food. You want to eat that which will nourish, that which will strengthen, that which will edify the spirit man. So he says, I am crucified with Christ. <clears throat> Nevertheless, I live. Somebody's living, but then he says, it's not I, but it's Christ. Why is it Christ? Because it's the new man that is being developed. It's the new man that's being transformed. It's the new man that is being changed. It's the new man that is maturing. Paul talks about bringing the saints God gave prophets and apostles and teachers and evangelists and pastors and all for the edification of the body to prepare it so that the saints can mature and be complete in him and be able to do the work of the ministry. So it's not I that live, but Christ liveth in me. He lives in me through his spirit. He lives in me through the very spirit that gave life and resurrected him from the dead. 
that very same spirit is the same spirit that is now in this flesh. If the spirit of him, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 11, if the spirit of him that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies, he will also quicken your mortal bodies. Just like he raised up Christ Jesus, he'll raise up this physical body to be an instrument for him. And if that includes quickening and making it alive, then that is exactly what he will do. Notice, the life that I now live. Okay, this life is a supernatural life. It is a spiritual life. It's not a fleshy life. It's not a soulish life. But it is a life that lived out by the Spirit. Lived out in the Spirit. So if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit, then let us live in the Spirit. Meaning that we walk by faith and not by sight. We're walking according to a higher law. Yes, we obey whatever laws that don't con that are not contrary to the Word of God. But there is one law that says that we don't walk by our sight, but we walk by faith. And that means there's many things in this life that are going to become obstacles. And if we look at those circumstances and those obstacles, they are going to be a hindrance to us. But if we look at how big God is, what Christ has already done, that he has already made us victorious, that he has given us of his spirit, he's given us of his power, he's done all these things for us, then we're not looking at the temporal. We're not looking at the things that will cease and stop, but we're looking at the eternal so the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's exactly what he did. He gave himself for me. I am now part of the family of God. But I must understand and recognize and realize that I no longer walk according to this flesh. I no longer walk according to the old nature in the flesh. I no longer walk according to the patterns and the designs that the world thinks, that the world has orchestrated, that the social system, economical, financial, educational, the way they want to do things. God's way of doing things is different. His thoughts are different. His ways are different. Therefore, it's going to require that we walk a walk by faith that is embedded in the word of God. The spoken word, the written word, and Jesus, the logo, the living word of God. All of this working in the life of an individual so that he can rise to the level of what he has been created to do. Rise to the level of being all that he can be. That he was created to be. Being changed from glory to glory. Being transformed. But you cannot accomplish this with your mind power. You cannot accomplish this with just simple willpower. And you cannot accomplish this with emotion. But it has got to be above and beyond what the soul can offer, beyond what you can think, beyond what you can feel and know, and beyond even what you can understand. It's got to be a work of God himself. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18 and 19, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, that's from the time that you were born again until you up until the time that his life enters into you, it says, through ignorance, it was in ignorance that we walked. 
We lived in these things in ignorance. We were alienated from that life, alienated from Jesus. But Jesus had the life of the Father in him. He was never alienated from him. And it's that very same life that was in him, the life that he offers you so that you can walk in victory, so that you can walk in 100% victory in every and each circumstance of your life. If you really believe this, then it'll take faith to be able to walk in this. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. And all things are possible to him that believeth. And nothing, nothing shall be impossible to you if you can believe. So his life enters into us. We were alienated because of ignorance that was in us. And because of the blindness of our hearts, and that blindness came because of the God of this world, the false God, the God that is the prince of the power of the air, that has blinded the minds of those that would or could believe. We go beyond the point of being past feelings. Having given ourselves to lasciviousness to work all kinds of uncleanness and greediness. But now we are given a new spirit. We're given a new power. We're given a new man. And through it, we can be transformed on the inside. Wherein, when the inside is transformed, it has a physical effect on the outside too. Our actions, our thoughts, our words begin to change. Begin to change. Just like in the fall. There may still be some leaves or some fruit still hanging on a tree. But as soon as those roots and the sap that is in that trunk begins to flow into the branches, that life begins to sprout out in the form of leaves and little buds. Every dead clinging work of the past, the past season, the past year begins to drop to the ground. And if it seems to be having a little bit of trouble dropping down those little leaves and those little fruits that are still hanging there, you get the breeze of the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow and it'll shake loose whatever else is left on there. Whatever else that does not belong there, whatever else that needs to come off that would want to take away from the life and from the sap of that tree, it falls down simply because the life the life that was in there begins to flow. So think of it once again this way. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Do you believe on the name of the Son of God? This is one of the commandments that were given. According to the book of First John in chapter 3, we're commanded not only to love one another, but we are commanded to believe on the name of Jesus. It is the name that is above every name. It is the name that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. According to Acts 4.12, it is the name by which man can be saved, delivered, transformed, healed, rescued. There is no other name given under heaven or in earth but the name of Jesus. The name that is above all names. Well... It's been a short study, as I said before. It should have been study number 20. Many of you are accomplishing in doing this on your own. 
This is going to be actually the conclusion of this simple little study. I wanted to just share with you that God has given us the power, the authority, the right to become, to be and come the sons of God. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to mature? Then let us put aside all childish things, all childish thinking, and let us commit ourselves to the one who has us in the palm of his hand and is able to finish and accomplish and fulfill the beginning and the end of whatever work he has started in you. And he wants mature, full-fledged, sons ready, that are ready to take the reins of their inheritance and go into battle and fight the enemy if necessary. And until we meet again, I say the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up this countenance and may he give you peace until we meet again in the mighty name of Jesus. Be well, be whole in Jesus' name. Amen.